Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hey everybody, welcome. Happy October. Hopefully it's it's cooling down where you are. Um, pretty exciting uh, basketball season right around the corner. I know for some people around the country it starts on end of this month. So um, before we get started on Monday Morning Assists, I want to give a big shout out to Dr. Dish, um, who's a sponsor of Coach Unplugged. Uh, make sure you go over and check them out. Um, it's a great machine. It's durable. Um, if you want to become a better coach, it's the it's the kind of machine that you need probably for your program. Um, they they have decided to sponsor us. But not only that, if you mention Coach Unplugged uh, and our great podcast, you'll get three hundred dollars off your next purchase. So I think that's an awesome thing. They're they're a great machine. I think you'll uh, you'll find them very useful for your program. So here we go off to Monday Morning Assist. Monday Morning Assist is brought to you by Coach Unplugged and the great people over at TeachHoops.com for basketball coaches who want to get better. Here is our host, Eric Shirk. This is Eric Shirk, bringing you the Monday Morning Assist. On this episode, Family Feud, brought to you by the great people at teachhoops.com. For basketball coaches who want to get better, winning resources, videos, one-on-one -on -one mentoring, private forums, and so much more, Check out teachhoops.com today. Now, we're going to go over the dynamic of family amongst teams, teams that are just coming together, maybe a lot of freshmen, um, even in the, the middle school ranks, uh, first-year students, uh, whatever it may be. Every team becomes a family at some point. Now, whether that family is close or distant, it's based on a lot of uh, internal factors and external ones as well. And that's why I thought it appropriate that the title of this episode be Family Feud. It just automatically brings to mind that image of the various families uh, that have played on, on the, the classic television show, uh, game show, for, for so many years. It seems like it's been on forever. And you really, you really get a glimpse into the... Uh, the dynamic of these different families in a somewhat high-pressure environment. I mean, you're on national TV in front of a camera, and uh, most most of these folks have never never been on camera like that, never been in that type of environment. You get a chance to see uh, behind the curtain, so to speak. Not always, but uh, that image of those families in those moments uh, doing the best they can to work together. I just thought that translated quite well with the, uh, the, the family dynamic of a basketball team. So the first thing is how well do, do you know your players as a coach? When this team is coming together, especially a, a newer, newly formed team, um, you want to think back to a lesson that we've discussed in previous audio blogs, and that is coach the person, not the player. Now, when you make a habit of coaching the person and not the player, you're automatically building more of a closeness and a trust 
between the between yourself as the head coach and the uh, assistant coaches as well, just between the coaching staff in general and each individual player. Uh, those players will soon realize, these, especially the ones that are new to the team, they start to realize that you do care and you're not all about X's and O's and as much as every team wants to win, you're also concerned about relationships and well-being and how they're doing as a person, not just as a player. So when a coach builds that environment of coaching the person and not the player, there's always a better chance that the trust between the individual players and the coaches will eventually translate to the teammates themselves, to the player-to-player relationships. And the more you create an environment of caring and trust, the more likely you are to have a team that becomes closer over the course of the season, over the different practices and games and road trips and all the other things that present themselves, uh, some fun and enjoyable and some not so fun and enjoyable. But most teams will become a family at some point. And it's just a matter of what type of family will, will they become. And that's a great place to start is coaching the person, not the player. And that automatically will begin to build uh, better relationships that will, at some point, usually start to come together player to player and not just between the coaches and the individual players themselves. So a close-knit team is most definitely based on on those two things to begin with, trust and and caring, Uh, legitimate trust and legitimate caring, not just the facade or a... uh, uh, just uh, the idea of it, but when it's actually legit and, and truthful, uh, players pick up on that right away, and vice versa. Uh, with the, the players' dynamic between the, uh, the coaching staff, the coaches can sense that right away too if the, if the players are being truthful themselves and genuine. So we'll go back to another classic television show, and you'll see a theme developing here, is All in the Family. And, I mean, does it get much more original than the cast of All in the Family with, uh, of course, Archie Bunker and Edith and uh, just the, the, rest of the, the rest of the family? There's a lot going on in there and a lot of people coming in and out of their circle. But their, their overall circle was, was a tight one. Even though there was so much bickering and, and arguing and loudness and different things if you really focused on it there was still a a tightness there a closeness and that brings me to my next point that a close family can still be uh and still be overly verbal most people might see a lot of uh, discussions and arguments and debates and different things and say wow that's that team's not getting along too well but a lot of families that just have that that comfortable dynamic with communicating with each other in that way. And that's okay. Uh, when it's not okay is when those healthy discussions and arguments at times and, and debates, when they start to become frequent, unhealthy battles, when they're no longer just trying to figure something out, but it's just more of a, a daily culture of just bickering and, and fighting. and There's really no 
core purpose anymore. It's just become the dynamic. And that's when close families start to separate a little bit and become distant. So what are some of the, the things that, that we can do as coaches to help that dynamic of closeness along even if we have uh, quite a few headstrong players and, and verbal players that are just wired that way, that they need to speak their piece and, and uh, get everything off their chest, uh, whether it's the right time or not. Well, one of the things we can do is remind them, and of course remind is, uh, I always say, is the, the number one word in coaching, the most important we can remind them not only after each argument or discussion or in the middle of before during after but just in general remind them why we're here why are we spending so much time together as a team why do we travel together to these road games why do we practice together why are we bumping heads and uh you know just just going at it every practice and um going over so many concepts and film and different plays and different offensive and, and defensive schemes. Why are we here? We can remind them that we're here for a common goal to be the best team we can be. And, and remember, we also discussed uh, earlier on another audio blog that winning is not a goal. It's a product. And the best way to achieve that product is to be the best team you can be. So we're reminding them every day the purpose of us being here is not to fight, is not to argue, although we know that those things will happen. But we're here to be the best we can be together, not individually. And when that really gets driven home is when the players see it work. When you let them know that winning is a product and not a goal, and they see that product more often as a result of them being a better team and becoming a better and closer and harder working team, the more they'll start to buy in and to realize, wow, this coach is right. The coaching staff is, is correct. The closer we become and the more we trust each other and the harder we work together rather than apart and separately, the better results we're getting, the more of that winning product we're starting to see. Now, the trick is when it's not working and those wins are not piling up and unfortunately this happens quite often where a team at least in the win column is going in the opposite direction now it does get a little tricky at that point but you always want to find the positives of progress not just fake positives to say hey you know we had a great practice today well, what are, what are players going to ask eventually? Well, coach, why did we have a great practice? What's so great about it? So you want to find the actual positives uh, based on fact and, and not just opinion and, and trying to keep everybody's spirits up. So if you're not achieving victory on the court in the win column, in the wins and loss column, you want to look for the victories within those losses and the victories within the practices that you can build on. Not moral victories. That's a completely different story. Moral victories are the equivalent of a pat on the back and that a boy and everything's going to be fine. 
Oh, when when things are looking bad, when somebody says everything's going to be fine, the writing is normally on the wall because in most cases it's not going to be fine. But when you can discover the actual progress and victories based in fact, whether it's in the games, in the practice, um, in the dynamic of, of the team becoming a family, or in any of the individual personalities on your team, every actual legitimate victory you can discover, it's important to remind them of that progress, to let them know that you're getting closer. Because what do they say the definition of insanity is, is doing the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result? That's not going to happen. But if the players see that even if you're not getting wins just yet, it's not translating to victories just yet. But if they see the building blocks being laid upon the foundation, that the bricks are being stacked, well, that usually gives them the motivation to continue, to say, I think we're on to something here. And it's also important to remind every player on every team, um, remind whether it's in the locker room, whether it's before the season starts or over, over the course of the season, to let them know that nothing happens overnight in this world. It may appear that way. Some teams may seem to come out of nowhere with success, but you can always trace it back to uh, a foundation being laid in previous times, whether it's you know within a year or within two years or uh, something that players were going through uh, at their previous school or before they got to this level, if they were in middle school and some good habits were being developed and coach in, in high school will notice that maybe communicate with the previous coach and they translate to high school and you know building blocks are, are, are being are being uh, stacked upon the foundation and before you know it those bricks add up and you start to see a structure forming and it is very important for them to know that 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 does not happen overnight so getting close to the conclusion here we'll just have a few more bullet points and one of them is, is this, another phrase to remember. The healthiest families do two things above all else that really stand out more than anything. And that is with, with love and trust and caring being a given. Because if those don't exist in your heart or in your, your mind, body, or your, or your soul, uh, you know, at, at that point, then you're... <laughs> You're, you're, you're dealing with, with a completely different problem. So knowing your players and knowing that they're, they're capable um, in their hearts of, of bringing those qualities to the table, the two bullet points that matter the most for healthy families are, number one, communication, and number two, support. Now, communicating by itself does not always translate to closeness, but communicating the truth and knowing, as the quote says, that an honest man has nothing to fear, the more a team communicates the truth, the more that becomes natural, the better off they're going to be, uh, not only on a, on a verbal level, but internally, because they know that there's no secrets. And when something's going right, they're going to talk about it. And when something's going wrong, more importantly, they're going to talk about it. It's not going to get swept under the rug. 
And then support, as you communicate the truth, you want to support in loyalty. It's one thing to support somebody and say, hey, I'm here for you. And then they turn around and they see you drive away and they catch up with you a few days later and you said, oh, I had an appointment, I had somewhere to be. What if they needed something from you? But when you support in loyalty, you're right there. No matter what somebody's going through, your teammate, your coach, a parent, a family member, uh, whatever the case may be, if that person going through that moment turns to you and says, I need you to do something for me. Can you help me with this? Well, that's when support becomes support through loyalty. When you step up and say, I got your back, let's do it. So there's really only one kind of support, and that's support through loyalty. Other than that, anything else is just, is just fraudulent. It's not legit. So you want to communicate through the truth and support through loyalty. Those two things become so important for healthy families. And um, when they're forced, it's, it's not going to work. But when it's natural, uh, there's, there's just so much to build upon. And the last part right here is your family business. And I, I think of another uh, classic uh, quote here. This is, of course, from The Godfather. Never discuss the family business with a stranger. You want to keep everything in-house and fix everything in-house. In the locker room, on the bus, uh, on the court, wherever it may be in practice, you don't want to go telling other people, oh, this happened today or that happened today and I'm, I'm angry with uh, teammate number five, you know, with so-and-so or I'm angry with assistant coach number two or I'm upset about this, whatever it may be. That's where the truth comes in, the communication through the truth and the support through loyalty. When it's all out of the open, you don't need other people to share it with or to, to help, to uh, intervene. You keep it in-house and you fix it in-house. And that's how you continue to make progress towards your ultimate goal of being the best team you can be and developing a winning product. So when all is said and done, there are going to be cases where a team just can't get right for whatever reason. And in those moments, you know, it's, it's important to communicate the truth that it's not working. Even if everybody knows it and it's, you know, it's completely obvious. I always say in those moments, the best thing to do is instead of trying to, you know, go in the war room with the rest of the coaches and say, what can we do? How can we fix this? Give it to the team. Say, guys, I'm sure we're all aware, guys, gals, I'm sure we're all aware of, of what's going on here, and this, this isn't working. Whether it's our strategy or our relationships or uh, our dynamic in general, something's not working here. Uh, maybe it's, it's just one sour grape, or maybe it's, a, it's the whole vineyard of grapes, whatever it is. You bring it up to the team and acknowledge it. Don't hide it. Don't try to fix it until somebody brings it to your attention. Put it out in the open. Communicate through the truth. And let them know and trust them and their abilities as young men, as young women, to problem solve and say, 
what what do you have to say? What do you have to say about where we are right now as a team? Speak up, speak now, forever hold your peace. Let's get it out in the open and let's find out what y'all are thinking. What's on your mind? What's on your heart? Get it out in the open. And you'd be surprised how many solutions can come out of that to reveal that in many cases, it's a simple issue. It's not a complex issue. It just may be something that happened to be in the background and now you bring it to the forefront. Whatever, whatever the detail may be specifically, when you put the truth out in the open and you open the floodgates for your team, for your players, for your staff to say, what's on your mind? You get it all out in the open, communicate through the truth, support through loyalty, and you'd be surprised when even the, the worst of situations in a team that can't get right eventually can turn it around. Now, seasons can go by pretty quick. Sometimes it, it takes multiple seasons. Uh, sometimes it, it, it takes a whole four-year term from freshman to, to senior or from a, uh, a, a particular player or a group of players entering middle school and to the moment they leave it it can take a while but that's out of our hands there's no timetable that we can implement it's just a matter of doing these simple things to be the best team and the closest team that we can be and knowing that we're a family and we're either going to be close or distant so to put a bow around it remember that as a family, you can do so many more important things than you can as a, a group of, of individuals. That's, that's just common knowledge, but it, it, it's so powerful. Because when you have a group of individuals and everybody's for themselves... There, there's never going to be any trust. There's never going to be any accountability. So nip that in the bud right away and remind the team in the very beginning, the new guys, the guys that have been there, new gals, whatever it may be, put it out there and say, we will become a family. And the only question is, what type of family are we going to be? And the number one thing that, that, uh, that every coach possesses, the number one quality that every coach possesses, uh, possesses excuse me, to ensure a family dynamic good or bad is discipline and one last quote here from a from a bronx tale another classic movie is it better to be loved or feared well this will be the the take it with you moment of this blog this audio blog and i hope that all coaches and everyone listening will take this with them players parents whoever it may be love in most cases equals respect Fear, on the other hand, in most cases, equals forceful action and forceful reaction. When the fear is so strong that a person is willing to do whatever it takes to avoid the repercussions of, of, that, of that fear and, and what it's based in, the person or group of people that you fear or that we fear, we're going to force our actions and reactions in any way to make sure that we don't get the wrath of the one we fear. It's the same thing with, with coaching and the relationship between players and coaches. If a player loves his coach and his coaching staff, 
they're going to be more likely to respect them. If they fear their coach or their coaching staff, they're going to be more likely to make changes forcefully because they don't want to incur your wrath. But as a coach and player relationship, you don't want to have your players doing things forcefully just so they don't incur your wrath because eventually the message is going to get lost on them and they're only going to do whatever it takes to stay out of trouble. So to answer this final question, with discipline being so important from a coach and player relationship, is it better to be loved or feared? I really think that it's most important to be loved, to be trusted, and that leads to respect and much more of an openness for all the messages that you're sharing and sending to sink into that player's mind and their heart rather than just getting them to jump through hoops because they're scared to death. I think that's about as important as it can get to building the best team you can possibly build and being that close family that every team strives to become. I'm Eric Shirk, bringing you the Monday Morning Assist. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. And don't forget to check out teachhoops.com. Thanks for listening to Monday Morning Assist, brought to you by Coach Unplugged and the great people at teachhoops.com for basketball coaches who want to get better. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the show and leave a review. Have a great start to your week. Sports Social Podcast Network.